This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bongard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, it is question time again, but before we get there, uh, a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, we've got Rookie Takes. Uh, if you're new to this for the show, Rookie Takes is a weekly segment where uh, patrons of the show uh, submit uh, some of the worst rugby league opinions of the week. Mm-hmm. We read out the best five, and then we vote on the winner. Pretty straightforward stuff. Um, before we read out the finalists for this week, I do want to say there was something that was nominated as a Rookie Take, and I actually think it's a veteran take. So I want to get your go. opinion on this. So someone tweeted, oh, what's the cringiest fan engagement thing in the NRL? Like sort of an open question thing. Mm-hmm. And someone else replied, players giving boots they didn't pay, pay for to someone, like a grand act of philanthropy. And someone else said, agree. Kids love the gesture, but it's literally no sacrifice on the player's end. How is that submitted as a rookie take? That's very true. I don't know. And obviously, there's instances where guys do... Have paid have paid for the boots or not, but it's not like they're gonna we're gonna start maybe they have to start telling us it make it even worse. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just a uh, true thing. It's like yeah, a lot of it's not philanthropy when it things you got for free. Yeah, uh, Adam Elliott won last week, by the way. So good on him. Yeah, that was when he him. said uh, mate, they, was... they weren't far off. And mate, you know what? Maybe yeah. if you said it this week, he would have been okay. I feel like yeah. we're not far off their level. Hey, okay. they scored more points than Penrith did this week. So yeah. Um, all right. So with that done, let's read out this week's finalists. So, are we sure that Marshall is not trolling here? So, you know. submitted this yourself. So, I think that I you're pretty sure he's not... I don't know if he's trolling. I don't know. What was it well, again? Uh, I've made the Bondi wall was destroyed by the set restart in 2020 as intended. Sure, some of our best defensive players retiring didn't help, but make no mistake, the NRL deliberately and specifically nerfed our defensive system. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels too. Um, I don't yeah, know. It anyway. feels too. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a troll. I guess not. Like, I don't think it's going to win anyway. But uh, all right. Okay. Now, uh, now, now, now. But as I read further into the chain, now I do think it's a troll. Well, too late. You nominated it yourself. All right. Yes. So, uh, to me, to pursue that. context. So it's not because one of them. The uh, like the next one. It doesn't feel like it is a. He says, you know, next one's about a big club. Last one, he says, the rule change recommended to land on NRL by Wayne Pierce, who coincidentally is the father of discarded former Rooster. Okay, all right. It's probably a joke. Too late. We've read it out. It's in the final. Um, This was a post. Andy Raymond posted this with a black and white photo of himself with his arms crossed. Uh, (laughs) Raiders, Roosters and Eels fans going hard on social media this morning. Some pretty average stuff, sadly, directed at the coaches. If you're like me and love your footy, study your footy, and like to think you know your footy, also know 100% we're not even close to matching knowledge with these guys. They are head coaches for a reason. We're not. True. I like that he emphasized his own point by writing the word true afterwards. Andy, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, Okay, head coaches definitely do know a lot more than a lot of us on many things they do. What does that mean then? I would not pick my son to take the spot of a guy who was playing really well but at 5-8. Why does that mean anything? It, it doesn't. doesn't mean anything. Okay, same thing. We've always had this criticism. Right? If you go to a restaurant and the food is cold, you can't say the food is cold because the person who cooked it is a trained chef and you're not. Yeah. You see a movie and it's shit. You know, and 
you know, maybe it's a two out of 10 only, but you can't do that because you're a movie director. You can't say a coach, you know, for example, like Ricky Stewart, you can't say you want a croaker in weeks ago over Simi Valamate. You you don't know as much as they do. Mm. Hell, in the NBA today, mate, Doc Rivers is watching DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> He's playing DeAndre Jordan like 20 minutes ago. It's great. Who was like, was a great player, is terrible now. Only good at rebounding still and had two rebounds in 17 minutes. And Doc said after the game, we like DJ. We're going to keep starting him whether you like it or not. And it's just like, yep, the same old arrogance. And he's had arguments of the week about it too. Like when people asked him about his backup center, Paul Reed. Like, yeah, what's your point, Andy? Nobody is saying, no one who's criticizing these coaches is saying, I would be a better head coach. Like me, me, Mitch Doyle would be a better head coach than Adam O'Brien. I'm not saying that. I think you are saying that. All I'm saying is someone else is probably going to be a better head coach than him. Another head coach. You know, I hate the terrible. Yeah. Lock it up. How many I, games I, I'm, you played, I'm influencing Jim? it. Lock him in. No? All right. Well, <laughs> let's get to the end first. The black and white photo makes it worse. Hang on. Too. Hang on. We haven't <laughs> even done any of the Carl Lawton ones yet. So, uh, I'm Ryan. you take on Carl Lawton, mate. You lock me in too. Yeah, you were close. Uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, who is a Manly fan, says, Hello, NRL. This is completely unethical and appears to... Appears very sus. Like, we got the job done. Care to explain this to Sea Eagles fans? And it's a video of Cam Murray shaking Grant Atkins' hand after the game. Uh, to a, which a great account, though. It's fantastic. And to which the South fan replied saying, the ref is probably just saying something like, oh, you're very lucky you didn't break your neck. And then Ryan replied, even if you're trying to get likes or be funny, that's not his place or position. A mediator stays out of that and lets the appropriate entities judge. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Gavin Badger did reply to this guy and was like, yeah, I shook hands with every captain after every game I ever refereed. Did he say Which that you... Gavin? That's why you're a bad referee? It's what he should have said. You know, well, you know, he you're didn't. a mediator. Uh, he should have said it. We delve into the wild world of Reddit for the next one. This comes from oh, this M. Wilkins, 1644. Broncos fan. Uh, genuinely, genuinely happy with the performance last night. Attack was clunky, but the defense was crisp AF. A few proposals for improvement. Peg starting at nine. Keep Gamble at six. Herbie at fullback in bold, learn to pass. Martin at centre. Tessie as a depth centre. Kid has talent and I like him. He isn't a fullback though. He needs to be chirping a lot. Uh, would you like to play tomorrow, Martin at centre and keep Tyson Gamble in the team? Uh, you like some of those points. I know, but it was like, you're like, oh yeah, that takes it nine, which he, sh- hmm. he should have I do agree with one. his Corey Pakes policy, but I don't agree with his Tyson but, Gamble policy. Why is he moving? No, it's more one. Why is he switching tomorrow? So Herbie's been, yeah, and Herbie's been great in the centres. Yes, and so you want so Tamari's asset as a fullback because he can pass. He's written for Herbie, go to fullback and learn to pass, and then I don't know, whatever. That's not um, a great one. And Evan said, "Poor old Carl Launton, the spelling, the misspell. I'm always a sucker for a misspelling. Uh, gets sent off because a player didn't get sin bin last week. Classic overreaction from the NRL field for the bloke. The NRL embarrasses itself almost weekly these days. See, I would agree with what he's saying if." Carl Lawton got sent off for high tackling a wing uh, in yeah. open space. Then he would have a point, but it was a fundamentally a completely different thing. It was. And I, I, I do think he would have been, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's guaranteed sent off, but he's definitely at least sin bin by every referee in the game. So, and both. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's rookie takes. If you want to vote uh, and submit rookie takes in the future, you have to remember our Patreon service. Go to patreon.com forward slash anaerobin rookies you get to do that as well as access to a discord server priority at question time merchandise entry to next year's culture and cup and mitchell an invitation to our magic round meetup which will be next weekend uh, we've got a venue there's some money on the bar tab 
uh, you just come on down. The 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 uh, the time and place is locked in. It's been advertised to existing patrons already. Um, and if but you know, it's still plenty of time. If you become a patron between now and next Saturday, uh, you'll be able to come. So seems pretty fair to me, Mitch. I don't know what you think. Doesn't it doesn't seem fair, but I'm glad with that. I don't want fairness. <laughs> Give me money or don't turn up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our service. And again, a few regular names missing from this list because it's the start of the month and people's subscriptions disappear for a day and then they come back. Don't know why it happens every month, but it does. Dave, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinan, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo, 98, Lachlan, Encock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, Never Trendy, Party Cake, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Build Score, Simo Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, The Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens thank you as well so without any further ado let's get into the ah tricked you coltrane no. cup first yeah, yeah. You saw you coming. no i didn't <laughs> i remembered at the very end <laughs> uh we both hit storm last week right yes yeah that was easy it was only nice. you could hit the storm every week <laughs> but you can't that's one of the rules of go. this game <laughs> yeah i've um I don't want to use the home tip. I don't know my tip already. We talked about this earlier, and I have my game I'm picking in mind for next week. I'm tipping the Sharks at home to the Warriors. I'd like to use a high away game. That Next week's a neutral game. doesn't matter. But, yeah, Sharks at home. I can't tip the Storm, and I can't tip the Cowboys. Cowboys would be a great tip over the Knights now. Yeah, I would want to tip them as well, but I tip them. I, uh, no, I can't, and I tip them two weeks ago anyway. I don't know if I want to be yeah, doubling up on teams that aren't the Storm or Panthers just yet. I know the Cowboys look good right now, but you know we might get to the end of the year and they fall off a cliff. Who who knows, Mitchell? Who's to say? But um, I am mildly tempted by the Raiders, but I know Whoa. that that's very stupid. No, but it's not I that haven't... stupid. If you're going to get a Raiders tip off, again, this is one of those times you can do it. I'm just more doing that thing with them of like, he's mm. I, I need... I'm, we're six and two, both of us, right? Yeah. Need some W's. That's all it is for me. That's... You know, so I'm not doing yeah. it yet. I know you have to pick them at some point, but. Um, uh, uh, it'd be, yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to get an easier game than Bulldogs at home. So I'm going to tip them. There you go. Do they have yep. the Bulldogs again? They don't. There you go, Raiders fans. Don't say I never do anything for you. <laughs> that was for them, was it? There you it go. was. Just to let them know I'm thinking of it. Well, they said that no, you kind of what you've done with those things there, mate. That now you can hate them even more if they lose. That's great. Uh, we've got we've got uh, six people still undefeated, by the way. Um, that's, that's it. We yeah, may well read them out. A few, a few had the yeah. We got Thomas Mangan. He's up in first via for and against. Uh, Ams mm-hmm. Browster second. Don Bloody Miller third. Josh Tommen ninety eight fourth. Joey Gooch. Rounds out the top five. And Jamie Bradnam uh, is six. And they're the five, they're the six, eight no's. Uh, DeVore actually has the best forward against with 192, but he lost a game. So there you go. Yeah. Well, the 76, which is actually, see, the, it's tougher this year. Now, we had a long period last year hey, for mm-hmm. people started losing, but we're down to six, which is good. And um, M. Sprouser owes me saving a couple of those. So I'm enjoying this. I'm mean, looking forward to splitting, it, splitting a statue with it. <laughs> I'll take the the head. She can have the body. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, now for real this time, let's get into the questions. 
Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have a of questions. Okay. Question time over on patreon.com for just NRL Boom Rookies. You want to guarantee your question is answered. Ken Beswick, apart from Panthers and Storm games, it feels like any team could be any team. What do you think has caused this? Good teams declining, bad teams improving, all the rule changes. Bit of all. Yeah. Like the rule changes have obviously made things evened out a little bit. Roosters look don't look themselves. South's lost Reynolds and you know, haven't had to trail most of the season. Eels have had a few injuries, and then down the bottom, the other way around, is like Brisbane have bought, brought in Reynolds and approved a few things. But yeah, I think this is what rugby league's supposed to be like. And I know even before six again, we still had like the dumb years. Like what was it twenty eighteen when they all finished close? We had everyone finish on like, but we had the best team in twenty eighteen. Lost eight games. Like people could all lose. Now we only have the two aberrations, which is the Storm and Panthers being so good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I still can't believe that's Magic Round. I'm going to be so blind by that. Time. I can't believe that's on Magic Round, Storm Panthers. It's insane. It's it's the best time slot as well. We're going to have a whole, whole day. I'm going to have a sea straight by the time the game that's, kicks that's off. That's true. So. But, um... <laughs> All I know is they better, better send someone off because we'll I'll be cheering for it. Oh, Look mate. forward to what rule will they change on Thursday next week, by the way. It'll be exciting. It could be anything. It could be anything. Okay. Next question comes from Adric. If the Sharks are relocated, could they be the team of the pod then? And Ooh. Dolphins are team of the pod next year? No. I no, mean, Dolphins maybe. have Wayne and Mark Nichols, so I'm happy with that. No, fuck the Dolphins. And, Wayne! Uh, Mark Nichols! So, so what? So I like Wayne. So what? You like Mark Nichols? I don't like the Dolphins. <laughs> That's before mm. this. I don't, Red Cliff are not a, a Queensland cut rivalry, mate. You know, not a fan of the Dolphins. That's fair. Uh, but... The Sharks thing, I don't know. It's, it's if we'll move to where? Send them to Perth almost, yes, just to annoy their fan base. But and I think the Tigers will return back next year to team in the pod. Mm. We'll see. Anyway, next question Jack Cronin, following on from the memories of games on last week's pod. Ooh, what are your favorite regular season wins from your team? Favorite regular season games you watch as a neutral? All right. Uh, we, I mean, we could be here all day, but like yeah. a couple off the top of my head. Um, when we beat Manly in round 25, 2007 to secure mm. our first finals appearance of my lifetime, came back there from 18-6 down to attend the, end up winning the grand final to beat them uh, in the second half. Uh, the time we put 60 on the Roosters like last year, total 50 on the Roosters last year. Um, the time we put 50 on the Roosters and Russell Crowe did the thumbs down on TV. Uh, the time we beat the Roosters on Monday night with the two tries in the last two minutes. Um, you're noticing a theme here, Mitchell. Yes. Uh, oh, the time we beat the Roosters and Chris Sander kicked a field goal from halfway. Um, this, there's a lot of these. Uh, but if we go away from the Roosters, then there's also uh, the comeback win against the Tigers when they were down 30 to 12. There was Dylan Farrell's debut. He scored a hat trick. And then... Um, also, the comeback win against the Cowboys. Is, uh, sorry, against against the Cowboys, yes. And then also the one against the Dragons in 2011, where uh, South were down, I think, 20 nil at one point early in the first half. And someone else in the press box said to me, oh, this could be an apology game from John Lang. And then uh, South came all the way back and won. Uh, I think Dylan Farrell scored a hat-trick in that game also. So, Well, there you uh, go. The apology game, mate. Yeah, well, it could have been. Like, South were down... 20 nil after like 
not very long. And I think it was, I think South scored, Reese Wester scored straight from a scrum off like the last play of the half or something. And then um, they went on to win like 34 24 because they scored two tries in the last two minutes or something. But it was, it was a crazy game. They were down 20 nil after 38 minutes, 20 to six at half time, came back and won. They actually got ahead. This is crazy because they actually came back to either draw the game or go up by two points. And then Matt Cooper scored a try with like five minutes to go. And Chris Sandow managed to get the kickoff to like bounce on a right angle when he kicked it straight over the sideline. South score scrum feed, scored off it. And then, yeah, great times. Yeah, well, there you go. As a, neutral, as a neutral, uh, that game, that Broncos-Knights game on Friday Night Football, Kirk Gidley kicked that field goal that looked like it was never going over. And it did. That was a sick game. Um, well, the game that. in 02 between the Knights and the Bulldogs when Hasbro Masby kicked that goal from the sideline. I think it was like a week before they got caught cheating. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they were down, I think, what, ni- 19 or 17 nil or 19 nil at one point, and they came back and won because of that conversion. It's not often yeah. you get a conversion attempt where like you get them all the time where it's to tie or to win, right? But mm-hmm. it's not often you get one where you get a conversion where you're down by one point and it means whatever happens here, we're getting an outcome. So mm. that was cool. Uh, and then that Storm... Titans game which finished 38-36. That was wild. I was um, at that game. Were you? Yes, I was. And, and I was going to say a game you and I went to together randomly on a whim, which was when the Cowboys came back from, what was it, 30-12 to 12 down against the Eels and scored yes. like... Gavin Cooper scored at four. Yep. And three. He scored, a billion, he scored a hat-trick, but they scored like a billion points in five minutes, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I was in okay. Easter Monday 2015, I think. Yeah, it's hard for me to do neutral games that aren't yeah, finals. Five, five, they scored five tries in 12 minutes. They were down 30 to six in the 56th minute. And it yeah. was, and then <laughs> there's the 56th minute. And then in the 67th minute, they were winning 36 30. There you go. There you go. Okay, I'll do Broncos ones first. Uh, my favorite Broncos game that's not a grand final is that prelim over the, over the uh, Bulldogs and the Thicks who come back. That's a great one. Uh, one of my favorite wins, obviously, when you put 70 on somebody, you know, so <laughs> beating the Knights by 70 was a great one. It was at 71 to six. Uh, I forget the scoreline, but when we beat the Parramatta, when we scored 40 points and a half, I was at that game. My, my first game, my second game at Suncorp, I was up there in Brisbane for it. And we only won by 54 in the end, but uh, we took off like Lockyer and Simon in that second half. But that first half was superb seeing that. A random one. Scott Minto's match winner in Golden Point in 2003 oh, at Olympic Park. Because that was yes. when afterwards what, they were like, oh, Wayne, because Wayne was a really vocal anti-Golden Point guy. Yeah. And then I remember after that game, he was like, oh, I kind of like Golden Point now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that Broncos team had a pretty tough year in 2003 after that. Like they lost mm-hmm. the last like 10 in a row, I think, or seven in a row it is. Was that when they but clung that- on and finished eighth to keep their farmer streak alive? Oh, we did that a couple of times, but yes, it's one of them. Okay. <laughs> They, uh, we lost by one point by the way, 25-26 in that final round, if you like those score lines, as you as you mentioned. But uh yeah, anyway, we I love that game. Uh the comeback win over the Titans last year is actually almost up there, even though dumb rules is because it was like hope in between a shit season. Uh beating pe- the the Rabbitohs with Bungard there, 47-12 in 2015. <laughs> Great day. day. Great day. The, and I also enjoy the 53 nil over the Knights because of the field goal and Milford and how much it annoyed Knights fans at the time. Didn't know that was, uh, you know, one of the last good things he'd do for us. Uh, 2016, yeah. the win over the Cowboys, 21-20. Good Friday? Win. 
Uh, yeah. We watched that at the Rose in Redford. Yeah, with the um, good run from James Roberts and Milford mm. in, the, in the Milford field goal to win it. One of my favorites. There's probably more I'm forgetting right now because I, I, I didn't look up this one like I did last week with, my, with the, uh, the Storm one. In terms of neutral games, I think you nailed most of them. I really enjoyed, what, two years ago, that uh, game where Pappenhausen kicked the field goal against oh, yeah. uh, Storm Roosters. Yeah, but I think a lot of my the games I enjoy most as neutral are almost always finals. So uh, yeah, it, it's hard to say. I was going to th- say 38, 36 because I was at that game. You've already said that one. I'm trying to think what, what else I liked a lot. I don't know. But yeah, I rec- you know, obviously I've ma- mentioned a shitload of Broncos games that I thought are my favorite-ish Broncos games. But what's another old one? I don't know. We won so much when we were younger that the wins didn't mean as much bar the massive ones. Like the, that night, 71 to 6 was awesome. Yeah, we didn't win very much when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, but like obviously it was always finals matter the most, and beating good teams matter the most too. We don't beat, we haven't beat the storm in like twenty years though, so you know they don't really matter anymore, do they? Oh, mm, that's true. No, I've got another one. I forgot yeah. one. One of my favorites is the Denon Kemp hat trick. No, four oh, yeah. sorry, two thousand eight yep. against the Eels when Lockyer kicked that ball, and the when the as the whistle went, we won. That was a fantastic mm. game. I should have been probably one or two. Oh well, anyway. Next, good question, Jack. Next question, Paul Mack. Obviously, NRL and AFL are way ahead in terms of public consciousness, but you think that NBL is past Super Rugby and the A League? Well, I've gone to two NBL games this year and zero A League games, so yes, <laughs> that's all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I think. I don't think so. I think the ratings are still terrible. So yeah, but that- A League ratings are also terrible, and Super Rugby yeah, doesn't well- have ratings anymore because it's on a subscription streaming service no it has got ratings does it oh it has attendances at least so i've got rating but it has okay attendances well, again this week which will be weird. i yeah. don't think it's a past super rugby yet i think neither do i pay attention to it and i don't think it's a past the a-league either but i do it's getting think close it's getting closer and it's mm. it's too like I, I need to look more into what you know metrics of it but obviously it hasn't rated well, but basketball is always growing here. And I think the NBA eventually will mean that the NBL will overtake those things. Like basketball's popularity will just mean that. Basketball's and, uh, great. It is. And the NBL needs more games. NBA needs less. I should borrow 20 of them. There you go. I agree. Yep. Okay. Uh, next question. Bungard's mentor. Does the reunion of the Hoy boys signify the beginning of the end for AOB? It might. <laughs> Well, I said on the prior pod, I think it's starting to like go real south real fast. If you don't see like a turnaround next week or two, I think it might be over. Like once things go, like we've had some bad coaches cling on, but like you know, even the Madge Tigers haven't been as bad as the last couple of weeks of the the Knights have been. You know, like when they've when they've packed it in, they haven't looked like that, have they? Mm, no. I'm trying to think, like last, like last year doesn't really count. So it does count, but I keep trying to ignore it because, like, the win, the loss of a piled on for anyone last year. But even then, last year, like the Tigers, when they got thumped, they weren't getting done. They did lose what 66 16 to the Storm. They, they still, yeah, everyone loses, points, to the but they, they still scored 16 points, right? You know, they didn't get held. Yeah, not scoring a tar- try in consecutive home games is like unforgivable almost. It is like that's on its own is almost sackable, you know. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, next question. Again, Bungard's mentor. With Sticky Ricky getting the boys back together and he's back on this weekend, besides Magic Round next weekend, what are your top five reunions? Not just sport. Top five reunions. Oh, okay. 
LeBron James to the Cavaliers, number one. That's a great answer. There you go. Now, that's all um, I have. <laughs> oh. I'm leaning on you. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, you didn't like the Fresh Prince reunion? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I haven't watched it. Oh, it was pretty good. Um, no, it's when I, was, I started watching that. I got home drunk one night, so started watching it and fell asleep after like six minutes. So, not uh, when, there. when Edge and Christian got back together in wrestling like 10 years later, that was great. Yeah, but isn't uh, wrestling just turned into that nostalgia now anyway? Isn't there a reunion for wrestling every, every year now? Well, yeah, but Edge and Christian was a good one. Yeah. Love Edge and Christian. Um, what about the, uh, what's the fuck? What's their name? Scotty Too Hottie and. Yeah, too name? cool. Grandmaster's exit. Too cool. Yeah. yeah what, what they, have they had a reunion yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It must be due then. Yeah. Get a math okay. <laughs> um, He's really personal to spoil you. I don't have a lot of these. Yeah, it's probably other um, reunions, but they're not. They're well, not Blink 182 got back together. Does that count as a reunion? Oh, Raging Machines was a great one. Uh, machine like a, I, don't think, I think that counts as a reunion. Okay, well then I can say Blink Magic getting back is, together. Is all the fellas catching up is a is a reunion, but um, yeah, yeah. I think my sporting number one is is LeBron James. Uh, number mm. two, Justin Hodges to the Broncos. These are all completely unbiased. The LeBron one's probably the correct answer though. Yeah, it is. It's In Tiger an opinion Woods, field, <laughs> Tiger Woods and winning a major. That's a reunion. That's, that was a good reunion. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm trying to think what like. Who okay? Who else had a notable like departure and comeback, and everyone was happy with it? It's gonna be more than that. These are the ones with people screaming at us. They're screaming at us when they listen. I mean, now. Cheese TV, Cheese TV reunion was pretty cool when they did it. That's, but that's good. Yeah, and oh, not not good reunions. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Yeah, not about Put today. Me out there. <laughs> Put me out there. <laughs> you know, speaking of things more popular than the A League and the NBL yeah. somehow. <laughs> Racism. Racism. That will always sell. You're right. It, You're racism right. will always play. What other? No, no other. I'm trying to think when there's a player of reunion or I've forgiven someone that I've hated. Well, what, Wayne Rooney going back to Everton was pretty cool when it happened. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's but, fair enough. Yeah, Ronaldo United don't like that one. No, don't like it. Although I do enjoy United kind of sucking still anyway. So I don't want to talk about soccer. Oh yeah, Leeds are going. Their reunion with the pre- with the championship. Yeah. That'd be a thing for Leeds next well, year. Well, at least at least when it fucking sucks, Campbell will shut the fuck up about actually it's better to be in the championship. Yeah, he will, but it's, because you get because it's but, not. you get to be promoted again. That was the oh. fun part. That was the, Oh, okay, that was great for Campbell. That's your only trophy, mate. Promotion. I want to talk I hope about Everton it. go down. Me too. That'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, I think we need more reunions. We've failed, we've failed your mentor, Bungard, once again. We've failed him. Uh, I don't like him, though, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's fine. So it's like a, it's like a tough mentor, mentor, mentee. Like, there's no, there's no mentor, mentee. Right? You can't just call what? yourselves. What? So if, if, if someone who's much dumber than you just starts calling themselves bitches mentor, that's, you're just going to be fine you with just, that? You have to accept it, apparently. Okay. I'm going to, like, yeah. Someone okay, I'm not much gonna... dumber than me. Was it, yeah. is it an intelligent? Well, gee, what was in... the, that, that's that, what, about I, what, being intelligent, I, what could I possibly be implying with that remark? I don't know. He's implying that he's stupider than you. <laughs> Correct. Well done. Is, is a mentor mentor relationship with bad intelligence? Like, would I would, you not I want... would assume. Well, I mean, would given you, that it's about smarter teaching. than your mentee, I mean, it's uh, you can you what, can be you if can you're, if you're dumber, dumber than, than you. me. What can you teach me apart from like what, what not to do? It's like, like jazz music. Learn by, it's a th- right. learn by okay. not doing what he's doing. Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, you're making some good points. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't feel like every time a mentor is more smarter than the, the you know, the master of apprentice thing, you, you apprentice to learn at some point and then grow. So 
maybe maybe you're a little dumber than than slow knives now and in the future you may be smarter than him <laughs> fun guard mentor okay over on to discord not so many questions this week which is fair enough because it was a bit of flat week of footy wasn't it but we'll jump onto discord here and we'll go uh, oh, there's pickles going off. Mrs. must be home. Anyway, Frankie, what's an easy to understand unit of measure? The VV hard work index divided by 10 or Fox NRL's coach pressure gauge, which doesn't include Ricky Stewart. I do uh, appreciate the pressure gauge. The pressure gauge is easy to understand. It's basically the ladder, but with Ricky Stewart not on it. Yes, it's great. And I also do enjoy that they, like, they obviously know what they're doing. They're just doing it every week of now. Like same thing like people like how for when people want to do clickbait lists, it's like you know you want to list the the top ten or top five halfbacks in a row and just leave off Nathan Cleary. You know, it's like well, people won't click it if he's on there. It's true. You know, that's, that's all it is. Uh, James K with odd number of teams next season and however long after that, what's the best way of deciding who has to buy a magic round? Well, you said whoever comes last. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> There's no fair way. Like I don't like I really don't know what they'll do. Like the teams that offer to take games there will be locked in, but what happens if more teams offer? Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. But obviously, like they're going to play. The Dolphins are definitely going to play in next year. NRL already confirmed that anyway. But they weren't going to bring a new team in and have them not play in that. Mm. So all the Brisbane Queensland teams would play, you'd assume, and then I don't know. Like, you'd, God, you. We find out magic, you know what? You find out when the draw comes out anyway, when you book, but you'd be spewing as a Sydney fan who goes up every year for your team not to make it. Hey, I wouldn't mind, they can't ruin it at least. You want like, to say, um, if, if you're, probably, if, probably offer their yeah. team up. <laughs> hey, they won last year. Um, but yeah, like if you play this, if you play the 6 p.m. game on the Friday and you imagine you get tonked by 40, it kind of just would annoy you the rest of the week. Well, I was, I was there last last year. My team got smashed and we got like 10 guys sin bin, so I, I know the feeling. But no, obviously the Broncos um, will be there for next year. I, I honestly don't know what they'll do. Like it'll just be a random and air quotes. So I reckon they'll be like team or offer or something. I don't know. There, there would be teams who wouldn't want to go. You know, like they think, how good's our prep going to be? We stay. We don't have to go to Queensland. We stay in Sydney. Have a week off that week. They probably think, oh, how good you know, it'd be to have a little break round ten. So I don't know. Maybe there'll be some teams that offer. Anyway, next question from Ben Wallace for the stats man. Uh, is there an LL equivalent to quarterback hand size that we may not know clubs look at? Well, hand size isn't really a stat, but um, not. I don't know. Honestly, like they look at, like there's not really a, a database of that information for NRL players like there is for NFL. And the hand size thing is funny. Like we'll see what happens with Kenny Pickett, but like. Legitimately, wouldn't have the smallest hands for a starting NFL quarterback than, since like Michael Vick, yeah, I think. Great. But like Michael Vick was a, it's a different era, really. And he yeah. was like running the ball. And that's like often these things don't matter, the underwear Olympics and stuff. We were speaking about this on Friday, Mean Bunga, but it's like hand size kind of does matter. It's like a physics thing. Like mm. the more of your hand you get around the ball, the more torque you can generate. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Like, I, what would, did you end up getting your measurement on your hand? I know you measured it, but like, was it no. accurate? I mean, I just we just used my phone, right? And then added like an inch. I don't know. No. Yeah. So he's definitely got bigger hands than me, obviously. But fuck, actually, they're not. He's 
Jesus, Bungard. I've got the ruler right here. Mm. His hand is the size of my fucking hand. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You should not be in the NFL. No, I, I, I can't. Like, I can throw an NFL ball, right? I can. I cannot launch. And I know, again, the difference is he's every day for 20 years, whatever, whatever. But, like, I can not launch one, you know? Jeez, because yeah. I hadn't measured it. It's essentially what it is, people who don't have their hand size in it. It was across from one, your thumb across to your pinky, stretched out, measured in inches. And he's an eight and a half inch hand. And I'm just doing one right now, eight and a half inch hand with a ruler, metal ruler. But like, and I have not got big hands. And uh, so that's a guy called Kenny Pig, got picked by the Steelers. And people, a lot of major concern about his pick is that how he's got small hands. And, you know, probably in like, Bungard's example is one I agree with. Like overrate, it's kind of stopped now. To be honest, height was overrated for a long time because if you're not tall enough, you can't see over the offensive line. It's like, how tall do you think those guys are? And also, you get passes batted down more, and it can happen. But like Brock Osweiler, I've never seen a guy get so many passes batted down. He's like seven foot tall. Mm. You know, not a problem for Drew Brees. It was a big knock on like Russell Wilson, a knock on Kyler Murray. That's kind of stopped, and on Baker Mayfield. But hand size is different. I wonder. With, yeah. they don't think there's anything in NRL, mate. Like they don't. Like they're not really crazy numbers focused. No. Okay. Next question, Mario Siegs. What is the worst current rule in the NRL? I wish to nominate this again, coming from a charge down. Um, I think that's the second worst rule. Mm-hmm. I think the worst rule is when they throw a pass, and the guy's clearly trying to make a tackle, and it hits his hand, and they get six more tackles. I, I get that, but it's so hard to split those out. Is it that hard to work out when a guy's trying to make an interception and when he's not? Like, I but, don't think it's that hard. Yeah, but now if that's on a rule, then team players are going to be doing it more, aren't they? I don't know. It annoys me. Yeah. I don't think you should get six more but, Maybe just, just give him one extra nah, tackle. Nah, I, I know it's annoying. I agree. I hate it when it happens. So I hate when like, you have a guy wrapping someone up and it just grazes his hand and it's six, six more, but... I get why that one exists. I have a few that I... Okay. One of them never happens, but the stupid rule that if you kick the ball under 10 metres and the team receiving can't touch it, if they do, they're penalised. Yeah, dumb. that is dumb. The other team's error, and we've seen occasions when what ends up happening is that it bounces forward and the team with the terrible kick gets the ball back. Stupid. Mm. Uh, I hate the seven tackles for dropping a try. That's also bad. I get it for kicking the ball dead and similar, whatever. I don't care about that anymore. The seven tackle, I don't love it. But I hate when like a guy has sc- thought he scored and the, and the punishment for scoring a try is a seven tackle set for the other team. We're trying to score a try. Try scoring shouldn't be punished. You know, the F- the t- there shouldn't be any more. Pu- like, I just, I hate it. But it happens so often too. Like, you know, two long each thing leads to a seven tackle set. Ridiculous. Mm. And they probably scored. Um, and then what other rules? A couple other rules I don't like. The six again will obviously hate. Charge down one is another one as well. Oh, I, I, I hate play that in general, to be honest. Yeah. I hate that. I think if you run towards the ball carrier, if you, if you, if you, if you, you know how you're saying if you're going for a tackle and you touch it, or if you touch yeah. the ball, it's possession of the other team. Why, when attacking a kicker... Is then why we determined to play that or not? Then, if because you don't have to play at the ball for the other possession, if it's a pass, it does seem very inconsistent. Like for me, it should just be you went near the, you went near a guy on fifth tackle, you're playing at the footy. 
you know, if you're a guy charging at him. Because like I find it weird sometimes when they run towards the kicker and then they go, oh, he didn't he didn't move, he didn't play at it. It's like he ran towards the kicker, mate. And I guess that point of that is probably to stop people just kicking it into the char- the guy who's charging through. I don't know. Yeah. But I do agree with the charge on because it just it the, the the more frustrating way is how it, how it decides golden point. So is that we have all these other things like rules that affect golden point and seven tackle for missing, but you get your you get your field goal charge and you get the ball back. Whatever. Yeah. And then my last one, I got hate could be here all day. Crusher tackle interpretation, what the crushers become. It's it's gotten a bit silly. Yeah. Like actual crushes are bad i'm so uh, i've had enough of like when dudes br- the brisbane and milk one last week i love that obviously but like a guy had his like hand on the back of a guy's head the guy getting tackled pushes back the kind of compresses and then they go crusher it's like and I, I understand a real crusher tackle hurts like you know you get your head pressed forward hard by a bloody weight it does hurt uh but you know, if Bungub was to push my head down, I wouldn't be in pain. You know, just with his hand. I hate, I hate that. It's not preventing anything or protecting anything. Uh, what else is there? There's got to be, we could be here all day. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ball hitting the trainer resulting in a scrum to the attacking team from the grand final. That was bad. Yeah. You, find, you generally find the worst rules like that and the 10 meter and stuff are the ones that don't happen often, but they're just stage shit. They never fixed them. Mm. And that um, they changed the in neutral infringement, but the ten meter one again won't change until it affects a grand final or a big match. So just leave those things. Mm. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, why is uh, Brenton Sloan? Why is a team I've loved my whole life trying to murder me by disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I'm going to ask it. I don't want to upset anyone, but like. The Raiders were good for like two or three years, right? Isn't the current Raiders like kind of more where they were for most of these fans' lives? No, like, like weren't they always kind this. of shit? Like, weren't they just always kind of in the middle? Yeah, but they weren't like this, you know. Mm. Like that's that's the the tough part is like they they had had bad years, but this team has talent and they fucking suck. I think that's the hardest part to swallow for them, like. They have got, you know, Papali, Tarpening, Tarpane, Whiten, Nickel Clockstar, whatever he's become, Rapana. Like, there's a lot of players in there who are good players or have been good players. When they've had bad teams, they've had bad teams. And I think it's easy, a bit easier to swallow as a, if you're a Raiders fan when that stuff happens, you know, that that uh, if your team sucks, whatever, at that point. But I, I'm with them now that this year, and especially how depressing it was so early. Like, in the past, bad Raiders teams had some fun wins, you know, not this one. That's a fucking sure. Oh, well, uh, next question from Docky G. What is the best and most un- unorthodox site in rugby league? For example, winning a scrum against a feed or a kick on last one forward. Um, I mean, Kate ball kicking a field goal is pretty fucking sick. I know it wasn't great for you, for you, but yeah, for me, well, there's the Gavin, the Gavin Cooper, Try or the Raystone try and Golden Point. I mean, yeah. it's happened twice, but those those were weird. Uh, I, yeah. I would I would say Greg was trying to kick a field goal while his team was losing by two points before the two point field goal existed was pretty unorthodox. Um, yeah. Didn't uh, it, he's Melbourne, Melbourne, scored a, Melbourne scored a try off an Asafa Solomona bomb the other day, didn't they? 
that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Oh God, this weekend, who was it? There was a. I love one thing. I love in rugby league how we always have to like do the golf clap when the ball goes out. Yeah. And this week, God, what game was I forget now? But one of the kicks, like, kick got charged downish, and then it bounced out. Still, it was a mistake, and the clouds still went. And I just loved that that you just have to you're like. Doesn't matter how it got there. You got in a touch. You got to clap that, you know. And that's the unorthodox or anything. But I'm just a big fan of it. Uh, big fellows in space who panic mm. when they get what like yeah. they get through, and yeah. they went on with the fullback, and they they're looking left and right the entire time. That's best. That's the best. That's my favorite sight in rugby league. Like Greg Eastwood getting through and then kicking, Talakai kicking the other week, even though he's like a back now. Like the best. Hmm, what's another good all? No, I think that's it. Anything else, Bungard? No. Nah. Okay. What's Mario? Uh, Mario C just saying Bennett, Bellamy, Gibson, Gould discuss. Obviously, this is because Gould's, uh, you know, apparently coached them to a win, the Bulldogs to a win this week. That did not help Trent Barrett's case, did it? No, it didn't. People are like, oh, look at Gus undermining, <laughs> undermining Baz, and then they won. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty funny. Good. It was funny. <laughs> Uh, ben Qualiata, how long until Robinson mysteriously gets COVID again, disappears forever <laughs> for all to take his place? Oh, that's dear. a funny point he brings up that, you know, the week without Robinson, when they went up north. That's actually the week they, they won by 20. So, good point. You know, well, mate. Are we, are we, are we going to start calling Trent Robinson a, because as we know in rugby league, you're either really good or a fraud. Correct. In sports in now. So now he's dropped out of being the best coach in the world. He is now official fraud status, Trent Robinson was saying. I mean, he is a Ravens fan, so I'd never call him a fraud, but yeah. Oh, is he? It's funny. Yeah, big one. He wore like an Eric Weddle Ravens jersey when they had like their jersey day at training last year. It was very, I was like, oh, all right. That is, that is kind of cool for you. Yeah, he went on like Chad Townsend's podcast talking about John Harbour last year. It was very strange. It is very strange. <laughs> uh, Docky G, why have Foxy decided not to send any commentators to games outside New South Wales? Hearing Ganang call the para. Cowboys match, it is crystal clear they're watching on TV instead of being at the ground. Hmm. I don't know, mate. I, obviously, we know what happened the last two years. I wanted, I, I wonder if it's a, a cost saving they've just got it left that they've got away with, you know? Maybe, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you, mate. Like, you actually, when you watch those games, and when they used to do that on the radio, they'd tell you that they, they'd call it the interactive studio. They'd tell you that they were calling it from a studio. Hmm. And it's not that aligned to you, but sometimes you'll, you'll, You'll be watching the call and you go, hang on. He's watching this on TV. Paramount, the Cowboys feeds a bit different. It's obvious to tell there, but to the like Broncos games, you're like, he's only saying things that are on the screen. <laughs> you know, it's like he's and he's watching this on TV and it does take you out of the game. And I do think it reduces the quality of call because a lot of the beauty of commentary is when they're at the game, they can see that the broadcast doesn't see. And they can give you some analysis that's not on the screen. I think it also helps leading to like how the breakdown of tries now is just repeating what happened on the screen. Whereas it yeah. used to be like, hey, hey, look at this big wide shape. Look what happened in the lead up and whatever. The replays are just like, and he passes. Oh, beautiful pass. And he does this and it's a try. I can see all of that. You're better off not speaking than saying that. Yeah, exactly. You are. But it has to be cost cutting, right? Of course. Yeah. There's no, there's no other reason. Yeah, the borders are open. Everything else, it's, it's all it would be. Joe, if you were going to take a home game in Darwin, would you take one against the only team in the competition accustomed to the horrific conditions, or would you just take literally any other team? 
Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, the other one. It's a tough one, right? Is you don't want to take a, a Sydney game that we want to take, right? I think they should take Newcastle there. That's what I thought. I thought That's about this because you don't you don't take um, the Raiders because you'd beat them anyway. You know, mm. you think you beat them anyway. They're actually kind of good against the Storm, but I'd rather take the Storm or like Newcastle up there randomly. It wouldn't take any of the Queensland teams there. If I had the choice, but who knows if I had the choice anyway. Sad VG. Would you say the Cowboys improvement this year's result of Peyton sticking to his guns about how he wants his side to play despite the poor results in 2021? Or does it feel more like Peyton has adjusted his approach and binned a bunch of stuff that wasn't working? Could be both, but maybe, I definitely think it's both. Yeah. Uh, their defense is just a lot better than it was last year. And I don't know. They've, they've, the way their team composition is this year is better than it was last year. They've got everyone playing in positions that put them in the best position to win. So, yeah, well, like last year, he had a couple of these ideas. Like he wanted to play Cotter starting, right? And have Tamalo as a prop, essentially, and play less minutes. He wanted to do that, but it wasn't really working. And then Cotter was out and whatever, didn't really work. He didn't have the edge forwards. He had transitioned Cohen Hess to the middle. And then he was trying to find, like, you know, put Val home somewhere else. It was just all too, it's too much at one time, hey? Plus yeah. the rules. And I do think he obviously has adapted a little bit. Like he went into this year, didn't plan on drink water being his fullback. I know he planned on Nanai being on the edge and people thought it was someone else, but you know, Nanai is on one edge, but he's adapted a little. And, you know, things like felt home Tiku Tolangi, Tolangi, sorry, playing well enough that the hammer who may start for Queensland game one, isn't going back in the side, but it's one of those things keeping a winning team together. All those guys are playing well, man. Like he actually playing really well. So yeah, you're not going to drop him, but I think it's a bit of both that fixing the things that didn't work, but he's also got some ideas he had last year, just using them again and they're working. And as you said, better, better composition, like the Townsend did and Haas pairing as boring as Townsend is. He's a winner. Just wins. Yeah. And, and did and has been a pretty decent second fiddle. One of the, yep. the better trades I think of in the recent time for benefit, both clubs, like, didn't have to put like him at Brisbane right now. This player was there, but if you put him with like Tyson Gamble, he's going to suck still. Brisbane needed a halfback. Didn't probably need to go somewhere else. Didn't could have stayed next to Reynolds, but only went after Reynolds after they lost Deed. So, you know, that's one of those ones that worked out for both teams. But he's also had like other things he's learned, you know, he's on the fly, he's done. He loves Jake Granville, right? Loves him. Hmm. Jake Granville didn't play this week. He's actually playing now. He's only he hasn't played. He's a replacement player now. Like Hammers on the bench, but against the Raiders, he didn't play. He's playing less minutes, and now Reese Robson's playing eighty. So you know, it's obviously been some ad- ad- adaptation. That's what any good coach has done ever. Like I think a, a bit of the problem I believe with guys like like a Seabold or an Adam O'Brien or similar is that they think their way, this is the right way. We do it this way. We get my way right. We're going to win. Whereas most good coaches are like, like for example, Craig Bellamy or he anyone who works with him any of the players will say he actually wasn't overly technical mm. there's a reason why the storm play different footy every three or four years because he you know lets his players def- define how they play footy a lot of the time he puts systems in place around but builds around them not just do this so i think peyton came in with a lot of ideas some of them didn't work some did and he's learned from there and i think he's done a pretty good job now and uh we almost sold i sold half my shares on peyton island yeah. On like on that round, you got you, you got you got to you know, what was it called dollar cost average out, Bungard? You can't keep all the shares. No, but you kept what, enough. 
We kept enough that you know it feels okay now. You still mm. got you still got shares there, don't you? We'll oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pick them uh, to come last, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or uh, whatever. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, easy target. How pissed will everyone be if the Storm lose Munster, but then sign Burton for seven fifty? <laughs> Fuck. That would That'd be, be very funny. I mean, I wouldn't be Fuck. pissed off. That's Neither still a down- that's still a downgrade for them. I find it hilarious though. That would make me laugh very hard. It would be really funny. I do. Um, it does really feel like like if Kiri plays at this all year, Kiri's getting taken out the back at the Roosters. Hey, they won't they won't put another year of that put up another year of that. They'll take him. Where, where did where did Rusty tell him he was shit? Where did they go then? <laughs> Coffs Harbour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get up the coughs, get on the weed and tell him shit house, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> That'd be good. But no, that so maybe Burton, I don't know. I reckon he gets his pay bump at the dogs. I agree. I don't think he's gonna leave. Yep. Yeah, Snot appealed score. Suspension simply simply should not count for magic round. Discuss. Is that because Jack Whiten will not be at Magic Round? Yeah. Oh god, uh, that's I felt so sorry for them for that reason. I was like, oh no, he's miss-. like not that he gets suspended. I was like, oh for fuck's sake, he's missing just magic like this week in magic round. Like Payne Haas might not play next weekend, and I'm already worried about it. Mm. I'm hoping hoping I hope Kevy understands the situation here that everyone's coming. Get the boys for- you know what? If Payne and Cape on miss this weekend, it's okay. I need to be- they need to be there next weekend for Manly for the end of fellas. Absolutely. Uh, next question. Morgs, if a team concedes significantly more than 50 points, let's say 70, to have their season ended, by extension, any team they beat after that point also considered their season ended. Yep, I agreed. Yep, Canberra well, season is over. Yeah, it, it was already over. I agree with that. So we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll see. I don't think the Warriors beat anyone relevant. They beat the Cowboys already, but that was before the 70. I like it. Uh, Mario, can given the Knights have gotten flogged two weeks in a row now and he scored two points, what is the appropriate name they deserve? Something like two Bob Knights, the two dollar hookers. I don't know, they don't, they don't even need a name, do they? I think Newcastle no. Knights is embarrassing enough. Uh, well, what a fall from Grace. <laughs> what Grace? Ouch, you didn't, you didn't need to do them. Like that. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm kicking them while they're down. You I'm really good are. at kicking the knights when they're down. You, know you are good at that. That's <laughs> true. One of my one of my skills. But uh, yeah, I did I did like that they kicked the field the penalty goals though. I was like, you it was know very what? funny. Like, don't want to be because they could have been beaten a nil. The first one was the start of the game. I love they kicked it before halftime. I was like, yep, don't get held to nil. Yeah. Uh, oh, Morgs, good question. I don't know what's the record for the most fifty plus scores in a season for a team. Both winning no and idea. losing teams. I could look it up, but we'd sit here listening to me looking things up. Not not great radio. Oh, oh let me let me look it up after the podcast. Okay. And maybe I'll add it to the end of this, or I'll just tell Morgs. Anyway, six again. Which fan base has, has had the most miserable decade? Oh, it's the Knights. Tigers. Decade. Uh, yeah, you're right. Actually, uh, the Knights made a prelim in 2013. Yeah, but to say that the 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 best and they made the finals run. last year. Yeah, but that and the year before that. Yeah, but they, the low was so low. But I think you're right though, because I was trying to think. But Tony Tens at the, the end of it for the Tigers. Hey, like the good. It's stuff. Tigers or maybe Warriors, because Warriors had a Dalian winner and they finished eighth and lost their finals game. And they had that guy for several more years after that and didn't do anything. And now he plays rugby yeah. union. Well, yeah, because I was just thinking, so 2011 was the last year of the good Tigers, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so yeah, you might be right actually because that's 10 years now. They've missed the finals in 2012 and that's they've haven't made the finals since. I would so. say Tigers, Warriors, Knights in that order, like from worst to third worst. No, I'm I'm gonna say the Knights is still right up there, considering their club's been sold twice in that time. Uh they had the worst team of the NRL era, and then they've come through it. They have got Kane, they did make the finals, but already they look so bad again. Like if if you go, you don't go through the suffering they went through to come eight. Mm. Yeah, I agree, but also having made the, the, the Warriors, yeah. the Warriors haven't the Warriors have played in one finals game since they yeah. made the grand final in 2011, and they lost it. And as I yes. said, they had they had yeah, but, um, yeah. they had Roger, they had Roger, they had Isaac Luke when he was like still pretty good. They had plenty of other good players, and they just mm. were pretty. They had Sean Johnson as well for that a lot of, for several of those years. That's Sean yeah. Johnson for like a decade, dude. And they played one finals game after 2011. Yes. They had a lot of years where they had a winning record with him too, which is the worst part. Hey, like they mm. had him, they had more wins than losses with him, but he missed enough games that they'd missed finals. Yeah. I just feel, I still feel like the Knights are still more painful than that. Like, uh, but you're right. Well, Tigers is still number one, the most miserable decade. Uh, okay. Next question. Uh, okay, we already uh, already heard that. Okay, no, different question actually. Mario says, which club missing Majorelle will cause the most outroar? Sorry, what was that? Mario says, which club missing Magic Round will cause the most outroar? So not Brisbane. Yeah, it had to be right. Like, okay, if it's not Brisbane, who else? Uh, no, it's all the Queensland teams. So if it was a Sydney team, who would be people be? Um, I think South might be. It, I think by the South way. have the most fans in Queensland of all the Sydney Dragons teams. have a lot too, but I think yeah. South is a pretty well supported team in general. I think it'll be them. Mm. Also, because you're like, I'm not trying to knock you, but your fans are quite good at being pissed off at things. That is true. Like that so the grand anything the Roosters to do and you don't, you're very angry about it. That is true. <laughs> Rough Belly asks, which fans are the most miserable fan? Which fan base is the most miserable fans in the Boom Rookies Discord? Ooh, Same answer, uh, isn't it? Uh, no, I'm pretty. The South fans are a pretty happy bunch, I think. No, saying um, Tigers. Oh, sorry. Decade. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, V8 Tiger. West Tigers are missing their best one center, arguably Talao, he says. Six prop. Oh, well, no, your best center. Why do did he do like, numbers for some of the positions and then write out the other Hooker, positions? Just write and fullback only... and five eight. And the only winger that can jump, and now Luch is out, their best back rower. Are we unlucky or just have poor conditioning staff? I, I never know the answer to these questions. Both my soccer team and my NFL team have had, like, the, statistically the most ridiculous injury years of any teams in those respective leagues in, the, in, this, in this year. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, and the Ravens, like, NFL's a bit freaky. I don't think it's just the conditioning staff. There's obviously factors there, but I also think a lot of it's highlighted by how shithouse your depth is. Like, like oh, if you have to argue, Talao, like Talao is again arguably your best center. I mean, you can argue it as you said, but they bought Gildard, who hasn't been great, and you shouldn't be down like Jimmy Roberts and Talao, and they're playing Luke Garner in the centers. You know, I think some of it's highlighted by depth because like at one point this year the Storm were missing like seven or eight players, and I know it's easy to compare to the Storm, but they found a way. I mean, my shit house club mate, we're miss- missing good players, and we found a way. Like. Not saying guys like like Corey Jensen sucks and he's starting for us, you know. Like I don't know, this, the it's a bit of everything, right? It's like there is some luck in some of it, 
conditioning if you get like if you get a lot of muscle injuries that are the same type of ones like broncos have when they have heaps of soft tendon and like lots of hamstring injuries probably conditioning the yeah. same type but it's also again injuries are always highlighted by your depth oh the leads thing was absolutely overtraining. like bielsa was pushing them too yeah. hard towards yeah. the end he just was so yeah yeah there you go so that that and that can be it you know and that's also part of it like when bielsa is not like i, I get coaches obviously know shit loads and he knows a lot more about fitness but like that's also not his biggest bit keeping the players fit is it so probably shouldn't be pushing him that hard uh josh tomo 98 a couple more what is the greatest coaching performance by someone who isn't the coach could it be phil gould for the bulldogs in round eight 2022 or christian Ronaldo for portugal in euro 2016 or any others does this make gus the Ronaldo rugby league well the Ronaldo one is a great call by the way 2016 yeah Ronaldo. that was amazing um Craig Bellamy, Baby Broncos. There's a good coaching performance. When is the coach coaching when not the coach? Hmm. I don't know. It's just a great question. What do you mean? Le- LeBron, 2016. Yeah, but Tyler was actually a good coach. Yeah, but he wasn't then. He just he wasn't then. There. I mean, that's it's hard to like. I can say LeBron as well, but uh, it's just that's just the best player being the best player. I know Ronaldo is pretty much the same in that regard too. I'm just trying to think: is it like? Trying to think of a time or place, has there been someone like a media person, you know, like motivated a team or something? Trying to think of something like that. Has that happened? I don't know. No, I don't know. I think he he kind of uh, nailed it with that greatest coach, but who isn't the coach? I thought you'd have something well, bung up with your weird brain. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Cronk, 20, uh, in the mm. 2018 grand final. That's a good one. Best coaching performance was not a coach. I don't even, I, I don't, I'm no idea. I was trying to think like, is there someone like motivated by a team by hatred or similar? You know, the team took that as fuel. No, I can't think of meaning. Jez, most embarrassing thing you've actually said in an email or when leaving a voicemail message? I've never done that. I've never accidentally sent like a wrong email or anything. I've sent, I've sent embarrassing emails on purpose. Like, like, uh, your, like with your feelings in them and stuff. Not feelings, just like <laughs> things. Okay, so part of having ADHD bungard is being impulsive and not giving a fuck about consequences. So I've done a lot of the like the reply alls and embarrass people I shouldn't have embarrassed. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So yeah, like I remember, I remember my like my one of my first weeks in the job like a decade ago, mate, at an office job, and the work. It was one of those offices that like I was like in my early twenties, and the next youngest person might have been thirty. You know. And some dudes, like, because part of the job was like, if you had a question that needed an urgent answer, because it was a, the culture of the place, media place, like, you could email everybody for this question. And I didn't know that was the thing you could do. And this one guy emailed the whole company, quick guys, what's the, who's in the uh, current cabinet or whatever, cabinet ministers or whatever. And I responded with, let me Google that for you. And like at the time, people had not seen Let Me Google That For You, being the only young person person in the office. And holy fuck, that caused a problem for me for like two weeks. <laughs> you, know, like, you probably shouldn't have done that. The guy got up, like threw his stuff down and left the office. So I did it too. And then Fucking hell. Other people were like loving it. But I was like, I was like, I, thought, I don't know. I was like, he's being an idiot. But I, you know, realized that in office emails, you know, you're not supposed to call someone an idiot to the whole company, essentially. You probably didn't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. I didn't. I've done a few of those. I've done less. That's that's a bot. Like you could do that to your friends, and it's fine. But like, or like people you're friendly with at work. You, how long have you been working there when you did this? Two weeks. Yeah, that's 
<laughs> yeah, well, well again, I, I, I now know, but at the time, I was like a dumb 23-year-old. It's like, yeah, yeah. the new dude do that to me now, I'd kill him, you know? Yeah, but yeah that's but, funny, though. Yeah, and the guy was... Such a dick. <laughs> yeah. The old school let me Google that for you days. Because well, we used to was, have mate. an editor who would ask questions like that from across the desk, like she things she could very easily Google, and I would just quietly Google the answer and tell her. But that's, that's again, we are just wired very differently when it comes to these things. Oh, no, I, w- I would do that as well. But it was more that it was like email to the whole company. Like, what the fuck's this dickhead email the entire company this for? Fuck it. Reply mm. all. Here you go, dickhead. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's probably one of the worst that I've sent on purpose. Uh, I, don't, I have like not done the accidental battle. I've left like probably less than 20 voicemails in my life because I don't leave voicemails really apart from work related ones just say hi this is matt bungard from can you please call me oh yeah that's I, about I, don't, it. I, I don't call people or pick my phone up <laughs> who do you think i am the but, captain uh, yeah exactly uh oh another one not for me but i had one colleague he did it like two or three times i'd bcc him in something and then he'd reply all but in one instance, I BTC'd in him to this issue with a client and he just replied all saying, God, that person's a cunt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a dude who'd been like at office like a decade or two and it was like a big client and they're just like, like yeah, they wanted him out and he, he didn't get him out. But it was just like, I couldn't believe that. Like you... You've seen bad emails. It was one of the ones that just propped you my jaw. But anyway, next question. Brenton Sloan. In the spirit of Jared Croker being named to return to first grade by the Canberra Raiders this weekend, what are the biggest moral boosters ever given to a team's fan base by a team to their lowest ebb? And they're on any other sport. Well, we already spoke about LeBron earlier, but like last year, the Broncos signing Reynolds was like, it was huge for like the morale of myself and other, and other Broncos fans. Like giant. We just kept losing talent and bringing nobody in. And it felt like the first blow they landed in a number of years. So, what's the, what's a moral moral boost for you at a, at a low bungard? Not um, sacking Marcello Bielsa. Well, that would have been good, but they did yeah. do that. So, yeah. and um, go down. No, I don't want to talk about that. Um, mm. um uh, like any time Tim Cahill came back into the Socceroos or came on the field off the bench, mm. it just made a gigantic difference. It shouldn't. We should add more gameplay and then just lump it to Tim Kale, but we didn't. But it kept working. And it kept so working. Why do, so why do something new? Exactly. It, even if it was like 38, we're like, you know what? Get didn't up matter. there, Timmy. We're going to boot it at you. Didn't matter. Um, and now he's gone and we don't know what to do. To, who do we lump yeah, it now? No one. It's bad. It's real, real mm. bad. We stink. Mm. Um, we do. We're not going to make the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, well, biggest morale boosts. Um, well, it's hard to do in other sports mm. when he says that because like American sports and stuff, you generally get rewarded for being shit. That's true. Like, you know, you're, you're like, oh, whatever, get a great pick or something, you know. Well, my, like, the Packers, they sacked the Mike McCarthy was holding him back forever. I didn't get sacked because they were winning. And then they, and Rogers got injured. He got punted. That was like a great result of Rogers being punted. Sorry, being injured was him getting punted. But morale boost like that. The, I mean, starting Lamar turned the entire franchise around within like a month. Yeah. And you got, and that was when you got, you got, got so bad, you were trying, you're actually finally like, questioning Flacco. That's how bad it got. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh probably would have lost his job. I, I never would have endorsed it. He should be the coach as long as he wants to be the coach. But Lamar Jackson turned the Baltimore Ravens around very, very quickly. Yeah. And there you go. It's a good one. 
Yeah, I don't think I have any more morale boost. Uh, Justin, in the spirit of Croker being named to return to first grade, oh, well, the, the cape. What aging veteran of reserve grade do you yearn to receive a recall, recall only to find out he was out of his depth at NRL level now? How do you accept the fact that a club legend and man you spent your younger years idolizing was cooked? <sighs> who, who, who do you think that's being targeted at? I assume it's being directed at me and Nathan Merritt, but... Well, ha- that means you're pretty aware of him being cooked. <laughs> I've acknowledged that it was the right yeah, decision. Um, no, I... I knew last year, I, I knew playing Carmichael was a terrible idea. I knew he was shithouse. He wasn't very good in Queensland Cup, but I still liked it. Yeah, and so you weren't I, really I, playing for anything, so it didn't matter. We weren't. So I, I get why the, the Raiders fans are kind of happy with Croker. They should let him just chase records and shit. Like, you obviously want to avoid a wooden spoon, and they're not locked in spooners yet, but I don't think he's any worse than Semi Valame. So we'll see this week. We'll see. But... uh who else did I call for? It's pretty rare that a dude ends up in a reserve grade that you're like yearning to come back. Like a club uh, legend. Well, I'm trying to think like, it, it's well, actually is Buddy Gordon still playing reserve grade for Souths again? He played last he year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, there you go. Like well, he well, has no had... The weirdest career because he hasn't played that much reserve grade either. Get him in. Like he's played 73 New South Wales Cup games since 2014, which like isn't that many, <laughs> you know? So you would think he would have played, played more than He that played time. last weekend. I know. He's still playing off he the bench. He scored a try two weeks ago. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's still playing. Oh, 35 years old. Get, uh, one last ride. Get him in. Yeah. Oh, good on him though. Um, last question, Eddie NZ. How many players would the Panthers and still have to lose long term to bring them back to the rest of the pack? Um, I still think on a good day, there's a couple of teams that could challenge them. But yeah, I mean, okay, long term, I'll say you could do Penrith with two or three. Yeah, it depends who they are. If, if Penrith lose just Nathan Cleary, I think there's that's enough to bring four them back. or five teams that could beat them in a grand final. Yeah. Let's Storm's a bit trickier. I don't think the Storm's ceiling is as high as Penrith's, but I think that they can afford, like they have, they don't have a single player that's as important as Nathan Cleary or Isaiah Yo is to them. Mm-hmm. So I agree. it's harder to like go, oh, if they just lost Cam Munster and uh, Asafa Solomona, they'd be screwed. Because they already lost Christian Welch, who was arguably the best forward, and it just didn't matter. So yeah. It mattered for lost... a couple of weeks, and they got through it, and now it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I mean, they lost Nico Hines... Because they didn't need him, so like I like they could lose Pappy or Munster or Hughes, and presumably be They've okay. Proven they can cover those dudes, yeah. You know, with the next guy who looks amazing, and maybe if two. they lost Harry Grant, Brandon Smith, and one of the halves, maybe. Well, I think Harry Grant's the one to be honest. So Brandon Smith's already gone right, and I think yeah. that's the hardest. I one think he meant for like this year to like oh, this year, them. but yeah. But anyway, yeah. He said long term, so I'm guessing he meant it last year as well, but next year as well, but. If they look, because the hook is the hardest one for them to find. Yeah. I don't think they can just turn anyone into one. Yeah. They've had, had a really good plan there, but I think they've done, been so good at just turning anyone into a half. They'll probably be able to do that. The hooker, I reckon they could be real trouble if they lost Harry on top of Brandon, but they haven't. So we can wish all we want. Anyway, that's it. That's the questions. We've got more, more questions yeah, we than did. I expected, actually. Oh, we had a good time. Buddy Gordon got mentioned. Um, that's always nice. <laughs> That's always nice getting the buddy mention out. I, like I got to mention Luke Stewart an article today. That was good. What article was that? 
I was the thing when I was looking back at uh, each oh, the of the each of the previous three NRL teams. I had to start from scratch with zero players, and I was like, most I can't remember exactly right, but I was like, most of South's team was crap, apart from Nathan Merritt, Shane Rigon, mm-hmm. Luke Stewart, and Scott Geddes. Uh, which is go. true. They, the rest of them were all pretty much gone by t- the time Peter Holmes recorded and Russell Crowe bought the club, which was only like four years later. Mate, in uh, the old VNRL days, mate, Scott Geddes gave me a couple of good years. Mate, Scott Geddes, I think he owns a bunch of gyms now. He's doing all right. Yeah, Luke Stewart was also a fantasy gun 20 years ago. Oh, mate, got a forward try every week in Virgin Isles. Every it's goddamn week. Yeah, mate, he, was, my, he, was, he was great. My God. It's so, I love Luke Stewart, man. It's such a shame he, he retired the year before Madge got there. Like He retired in 2011. So he got to play in one finals game. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Actually, he probably played one. He probably played a couple for Cronulla when he when he played for them. But he did. Uh, he did. Uh, he did play City Origin for South 2009, and I was very proud of him. There you go. That's good. So, it's 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 very rare now that a guy sticks with a club forever when they also when they suck. Like he hasn't been pushed out at some point. Like they were true. bad for so long. Doesn't happen as much now. You know. So interesting. Yeah, he went one of the last true terrible stalwarts, huh? I I don't know if it's still true. But when Luke Stewart got that city country jersey, I think he was like the oldest player ever to make a rep debut in the NRL. There you go. Let's just like say 30, it's true. He was I like, like doing that or now too. Yeah, fuck. Like, like, just now. say stuff. Just say stuff is true. It's fine. We validate whatever yeah. we want. I like it now. It's good. It but yeah, Luke Stewart, I could never tell you. I could, because like back then I was young, I wasn't paying enough attention to South games and I was I mean, playing. Nor should you. Nor should you. I could never tell. I, I couldn't honestly tell you if he was good or not. Uh, he was great. That's uh, what I my hey, is just, good too. If you just want to make, if you just want a prop who never dropped the ball, make thirty tackles, won't miss any, twelve hit ups for one hundred and ten meters. There's your guy. Done. Three offloads a year. There Don't worry go. about it. Uh, he scored a chip and chase try once. It was the greatest moment of my life. Um, that was in <laughs> fucking. That doesn't a good that, moment. That was in two thousand and three when we won three games and came last. Two of them were against the West Tigers, and incredibly. The other one was against the Melbourne Storm, who we've beaten five times in my entire life. And uh, that was the game. He kicked to himself and scored. And uh, yeah. There you go. Luke Stewart Dumb. does it again. We were down 14-0 that game. 141-14. Rugby league. What a silly sport. <laughs> Billy Slater yeah, played. It. And Cameron Did Smith. He, was it yeah. was it Billy Slater in the centers game? No, he played fullback. The centers were Steve Bell and Matt Guy. They had a good team. Oh, we, God. We, we Frankie's him. just shared that Bungard's mentor is one spot above Bungard in the Coltrane Cup. <laughs> Fuck, really? <laughs> Good timing. Yeah, just seen that on Discord there. Just uh, shared the mentor and the mentee. So annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I like that. If he finishes above me, he gets to keep the name. If he finishes below me, he has to change his name to Bungard's yeah. protege. It, well, it's... It, that's good. That's a good bet. Is that, is that fair? I think that's, that's fair. It's like an, another beer bet, buddy. For this is better. He's one. in front of me by one point of four and against. That's unbelievable. Perfect. It's all he has to be that's in front great. of you, one, mate. To be the mentor. That's <laughs> true. All right. That's fantastic. Then that's very funny. Okay. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>